It's the Face of Community and Business podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our community second to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Face of Community and Business podcast. Today I'm joined by my friend and new podcast host, Jenny Raymer. Jenny, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It is such a pleasure, and it's been such a pleasure getting to know you since uh, you made your first guest appearance on the Savvy Brokers Club podcast. Yes. Now, uh, for those who don't know you, tell me just about a little bit about you, where you grew up, and uh, before we get into the professional side of things, you know, family and all that. Sure. Um, I grew up in Gurney, Illinois. I was born in Chicago. My family moved out to the suburbs um, to get a little bit more space, a little bit more privacy. So I grew up there. I'm one of seven. And I graduated from Warren Township High School, mm, went nice. to DePaul University, and studied business administration and minored in Spanish. Um, and then tell me about family life, brothers, sisters growing up? Yes. So it was a split house, two brothers, two sisters that lived with us. I'm one of seven, but we didn't all live together at the same time. We're very spread out from an age perspective. Um, it, was, it was tight, tight quarters. My parents are both teachers. They both taught in Chicago. My mom is a retired music teacher, so I grew up with not only a lot of energy, but a lot of music, and every Sunday we would go to church. Our church is actually in Chicago. It's LaSalle Street Church. Wow. So my mom was the choir director, and we just grew up around a lot of music, a lot of uh, spiritualness and and love. We didn't have a lot, but we had a lot of love. That's amazing. And that's like, I just heard a quote saying that the best thing that can happen to someone is to be... Um, to be raised poor, but with two loving parents. And yes. And it sets you up for yes. for success in life. Now, Truly blessed to have that, I have to say. No, and, and, you know, it's as I'm hearing it, as I see you, I mean, it obviously makes sense. You just have this great spirit energy about you. Um, for you, I guess, what has been these, this evolution, as I know you, to get to this place of self-awareness and um, really using your business now, which we'll get into, but using it more so as a, a learning tool to help you understand you and, mm. and the conversations we've had. But yeah, just talk a little bit about just how you've evolved over the years to be this woman you are today. Yeah, it's been a journey. I think when I first started um, acknowledging myself and who I want to be and taking accountability for who I want to be was the moment that I really started admiring um, my passion and going for what I truly believe is right and who I want to be as a person. It's one thing to say you're a good person, but if you're not actually doing good things, then you're really just saying you're a good person. Right. And I wanted to live more by being actively a good person. And that that is what I'm most proud of to date for myself. No, and that's uh, the, the biggest conversations we've had are about that. Like, yeah. From that self-awareness standpoint of recognizing you know, that some some of these maybe behaviors, habits, thoughts aren't yeah. serving you uh, as much. Now, you've been in the in the mortgage industry and business for, for a while now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I started many years ago actually in the auto industry and evolved right. uh, progressively as you go through a financial journey. You go through the credit cards, the car loans, the personal loans, and then eventually the, <laughs> the mortgage. So I felt like I started at a good point a good base of understanding consumer loans and then moving on to residential. And one of the things that we had talked about uh, in, in your first episode was just how 
some of the challenges you had faced being a woman in a mostly male industry and especially the car industry. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that and just um, elaborate on those things that we talked about before when it came to how it shaped you to be this woman that you are today in terms of um, being more resilient and also just being able to navigate in sometimes uncomfortable waters. Yeah. I think the two things that I had the hardest time learning is how to be unapologetically me speaking the way I want to speak, choosing the words I want to say, and wearing what I want to wear and not having others dictate that for me because of the way that they perceive me. Mm. In the financial world, it's very competitive. Men perceive you a certain way based off of what you look like, potentially. Even women do, right? And I have learned that it doesn't matter. I, know I do my job well. They see that. I perform well. So those things I'm no longer going to pull back on or shelter myself from because I want to be me. I don't want to live my whole life and look back 40 years later like wow, I didn't even um, I didn't even project myself the way I really wanted to be. Yeah. No. And part of that has been I mean, the, the difference between men and women in terms of um, the the work experience is that I mean, you've had what four kids, right? Three. Oh, three. I'm sorry. Three yeah, kids. three. I'm sorry. I don't That's know why okay. I thought four. I'm already giving you more kids. <laughs> That's uh, right. I, I wanted you to adopt me. That's yeah. Right. My husband <laughs> does not want yeah. any yeah. more kids. They'll, They'll be mad kids. about that. <laughs> three kids. Um, no, Jamie has four, right? Jamie has four. Jamie has four. That's, That's right. right. So you have three. But still, three kids, a lot of kids. Right? It is. Um, and, going, you know, being a, a, a working mom, how, how were you able to balance that, still find success? But you also face some challenges in that, that... Not everybody is as compassionate as you hope they are when right. you know, you're raising a family. Right. In the workforce, anyway. A hundred percent. I think that I have a different hustle because I have to feed three other people. Um, I have a different um, drive because I want my children to work harder. I want my children to achieve more than me. And I want them to see that it does take hard work. So I, that is a main motivation for me. My kids are everything to me. And making sure that they see that and are proud of that is important. And in, in a workforce, I think it's a struggle because, you know, in some industries, they, they make you feel guilty for calling off. They don't care that you have kids. They don't care that your kids are sick. They don't care that your kids have doctor's appointments. you got to show up regardless. So having to put that face on, regardless of what my kids are going through, it's, it's tough. But I do have to say, I've learned a lot from that, and I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, and on that, what what have you learned that you could pass on to others who are in that situation, right? That um, for them, it's about balancing uh, work life, but but not just work life, but the life of someone else, right. being responsible for someone else, a parent, right. um, uh, usually in, in, that, in that regard. What advice would you give for someone to get started in a business like that you, you, you've been doing, even or even just to start working, right? But right. a challenge that... Yeah, just where do you start? Right. I think setting your boundaries up front with these, especially corporate institutions, is really important when you're in your interview to say your non-negotiables and have them know those up front. My kids come first, and if my kids stick, I'm going to be staying home. And that's a non-negotiable for me. That's one thing that I didn't do. I started my job at 19 years old, and I didn't have my kids yet. Um, I really was... I wasn't aggressive enough with that's non-negotiable for me. If I would have done that, I think I would have things would have been a little bit differently, especially again, every manager I had besides one has been a woman and they've made it the most difficult. Really? So never assume 
that another mother in a managerial position is going to agree with you or relate to you, they may throw it in your face and be prepared for that and make sure that you have those non-negotiables and they'll respect you more for that. But never fold or feel bad or feel guilty because you can't be somewhere because you're because of your kids, right? And you got to do that for yourself too, because sometimes as an entrepreneur or as you know, when you're in business for yourself, uh, in, in, in brokerage or in, in yeah. real estate, even that um, you don't make those or set those boundaries for yourself sometimes, right? right. That that it's important just to have that. A hundred percent. I think that that the society has put these pressures on women to not only perform, but to be superhuman in some ways, and then felt be put in a position of guilt when they're not performing at a thousand percent. And that to me is just unacceptable and I don't tolerate it. And how do you balance now being in this position where as you get busier, your demands change, how are you able to manage it all having, you know, a a big family? You know, I, I have to give it to my husband. He is really... He just, he compromises beyond means that you would think a man would compromise. I would not be here speaking with you right now if it wasn't for him. He's there. He's there when I can't be there. He cleans. He does everything that I should be doing, right? Um, Historically speaking, he does that and he does it proudly and the kids love him for that. So I'm, I'm very blessed to have a good partner and by no means would I be here without him. Well, you know, kudos to to both of you because it sounds like you have an amazing relationship. Yes, and you know that thing. That's for you could do a whole nother episode just on relationships and the I know, of that, and right? we should. We, I mean, hey, we have the the relationship roulette. Since podcast, I'm a host, so, it's right? happening, Tony. It's happening. You just tell me, you know, who, yeah, who, and I'm excited. My husband for you. is so shy. I can't <laughs> wait to put him on here and make him speak. But it would be a good it would be a good uh, perspective for sure. Hundred percent. And and you know they say that the most decision, most important decision you'll make is the person you choose to spend your life. Yes. With. And obviously, you're a testament to that, yeah. right? So now tell me on that with on that note with regards to hosting, you know, where have, have things kind of evolved for you? Um, within your job, but also with this partnership that you have with Jamie, yeah. doing a launch party here, yeah. um, you know, all these great things going on. So yeah. tell me about just the exciting things that have evolved for you professionally. Yeah. So a conversation we had together was how you communicate with someone after you've been doing these podcasts, how you feel like you just naturally ask questions, probing for like a podcast. And I feel like I've changed a little bit. Like when I meet people, I'm I'm now like asking podcast question really <laughs> but because i'm so intrigued i want to i really want to have good people i really want to engage and have a different conversation and bring different perspectives in a comfortable setting and you provide that so i'm so like you have no idea i'm so eager to find people um and I think I'm like moving in a podcast podcast way. It's weird. But it, so I totally get what you were saying. Right. We were talking about that and yeah. just how this, I mean, it, it just really seems to be the way people communicate today on, yeah. on, on any level or even um, how you can almost have conversations with people through social media simply yeah. by sending uh, clips from other people's podcasts right. that create dialogue, right? That creates dialogue, yes. No. Genuine conversation. Yeah. And, it's and, crazy. And you and, and Jamie with this partnership, with you know, tell me a little bit about that and just yeah. how it all came to be and I want to hear your side. Yeah, too. so Jamie and Jenny, <laughs> it's it's ironic because when you meet us together and you see our, you feel our energy, you think it's 20, 30 years old. We only have met less than a year ago, but we both really believe 
in ourselves and we both sort of have similar journeys regarding the real estate industry, regarding motherhood and regarding, you know, how people have perceived us wrongly, right? So we're passionate about finding other people in our industry and other industries, just good people in general that feel that, that want to motivate others to continue that, to help others shine and us inadvertently all do well because we're doing it together. Yeah. And that together part, what inspired that or where, where was that thought to, you know, team up and, and, you know, what have you learned through that as well? Yeah. You know, it wasn't easy for me to team up. I've been burned a few times by other women. So it was very difficult for me to make that decision to do this with Jamie. But what I knew and feeling in my gut is that the only way we're going to fly is if you have people with you to help spread your wings. I can't climb on my own, right? So I knew that I needed a partner and I just felt like she understood me and just, I don't know, forgave. It like helped me forgive everybody before me and just let, let me move on from all of the past traumas of letting women in and trusting them. Um, yeah. And essentially just taking my ideas and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it's, it was hard. It wasn't easy. I'll tell you. Uh, and I would love to, you know, if it's okay to ask you about that, just because, you know, you, I think it's more common than not to hear that someone was affected in a negative way and it changed who they were. Right. Yes. Or, and they stopped doing those things that, um, others you know, changed for them. So for you, it, it, it's like understanding that you can't win without other people. How how did you approach that, right? For those who, um, including myself, who you, you get burned and you're like, oh, I don't know, yeah. or maybe approach things differently. You know, this time around, um, how did you treat boundaries, right? How did you, because it sounds like you've learned how to set boundaries throughout your time and just establishing yeah. what's important and what's not. Um, but then with this, how were you able to let go? How, what was that forgiveness process yeah. like? You know, just take me through those moments of, having to make that decision to want to work with someone and then recognizing your own insecurities right. around it. Cause I went the way I went all the way left. So I completely turned myself off and allowed no one in. And I did for that for about five years. Oh wow. Um, I literally was just work home kids, you know, and family. That's it. I didn't allow anyone in. And I got to that point on the end of that fifth year, fifth year where I was like, all right, I'm still wearing maternity clothes. I haven't gone shopping in two years, I have no idea who I am and I'm not happy. And this isn't healthy for myself. It's not healthy for my kids. It's not good for my relationship with, with my husband. Like I need, I need to, I need to let it go. So I slowly allowed women in and then I slowly began to see the boundaries that I needed to put in place to not fall back words and to keep moving forward and be okay with those boundaries and be proud of those boundaries. And I've slowly but surely been growing. And that's when I started networking. And then that's when I met Jamie. So I think it was just a progression of, it was a slow and steady race, but I think I needed to go through it. I'm one of those people. I've got to step in it. Like I got to be in the fire burning. You can't tell me don't touch the fire, <laughs> right? So I think I just had to go through it. No, and uh, you know I'm one. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I know it's uh, you know it's 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 vulnerable, right? And it's one of those things that 
it, it, most of us endure and it's so much easier to be negative and point out the negative things like right. we were talking about earlier and say, 100%. oh, this isn't right or that's not right. But when when the world is what it is and you have so many beautiful things going on for you, it's just a matter of making a choice. Right. And it sounds like that's what you did. Yes. Now, when you went down that um, you know reinvention of yourself, you know, what, what, what do you notice that um, from a mindset standpoint had to change in order for you to you know, step into that. Like what what was the most difficult to overcome mentally? um, It was, it was the toxicity of the women that I was around specifically at work. It was the manager that just, she drained every inch of, of who I was out of me Mm. and made me feel very small. So when I separated myself from that department, which was really hard for me to do because I was, I was, Making really good money, Did and you I was the best. The, 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 uh, the company, or no? Oh, okay. I just moved positions. That's right. That's right. Do you remember that? Yes, and I did that, and it was very difficult for me because it's unknown, and I was very good at it, and I had little kids, right? Man. But I had to separate myself. I had to get out of the toxicity. I had to be around other people, other men, other women that didn't have that energy. And the moment I did that, literally within weeks, it's like I got to go shopping. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got to find myself. I need to let people, I need to have conversations with people and allow them to know who I am and not think about everything I'm saying and filtering it to what they want to hear. I just need to start being myself. Interesting, because it's like you went through this uh, almost like a branding uh, phase, right? Oh, of wow. like, but yeah, oh but, God, you're right. so... but even the maternity clothes and the... Oh, you know, so like, tough. Yeah. yeah. How? Yeah. I mean, like, did anyone help you through that? It was just on your own that you decided this? David, is- you know, David even was saying to me, Jenny, it's like you feel guilty for buying yourself things. You got to, right. you have to give yourself love. You have to give yourself the moment to be proud of, you know, what you're wearing. Yeah. And if you like this to go get it and not feel guilty about it, because I had been beaten down so much that I thought basic necessities was being guilty, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. B- you know, being selfish or what have you. No, right, right. So, and, and so now, I mean, since I've known you or come to know you that um, you seem very social I and mean, you guys are yeah. out there and posting on social media all the time and taking trips and yeah. you know, leveling up, like how much of that is new to you then? Um, all of from, it. All of it. Wow. All of it. Yeah. From two years ago, Yeah, you wouldn't know. Be a completely different person. Yeah. What is the biggest thing that you can see has has changed? Not, I mean, I guess within you, within your reality of things, what can you say ha- wouldn't have been there had you not gone through this uh, process? I think the acknowledgement and the accountability is the biggest thing that I've changed in myself. Not only you know socially or you know communication wise, but with my partner you know, with my family, the thing that's that come out of my mouth, you know, the actions, the things that I participate in, the people I spend time with, that's the biggest change and being proud of it and unapologetic for it. It's like my new thing, I'm telling you. And what what is, uh, I'm sorry, is it David? Is that yes, David, David. Yes. yeah. I drew a blank there for a second. But David, what does David say about um, these changes? Like what is what does he observe? It's hard for him. It is hard for him really? because it's, I mean, it's easy for, it's, it's comfortable to have somebody in the house all the time that doesn't go anywhere, that doesn't do anything, that doesn't have any friends, right? We're always together. Now it's a 180. Now I'm out consistently networking, working, trying to build this empire, right? 
and there's a lot of attention on me. There's, you know, a lot of pressure. And it's it's not easy. It's not easy, but he honestly he is growing at a faster rate than than I think I am. Wow. Because of his compromise. Wow. Yeah. That's, I don't uh... think he knows it. When I play this podcast for him, he's going to be like, "Preach, girl." <laughs> Interesting though. I mean, yeah. When they say you know, he's had to it. let go a lot, a lot. Wow. Um, and again, it sounds like you're very grateful for it. And, and as I you am. Even, so, how do you see this evolving? Then, what? Where do you see that as you've kind of learned who you are? How does that um, play into the vision for the future for you? Where having that balance and understanding what's important. Yeah. Where do you want to spend your time? Is this, or I guess maybe even last this. Like, is this something that just needed to happen in the beginning, and you anticipate that? Maybe on some level it does slow down as you just start to get more in your groove. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a different balance for sure. I think you always have to evolve. Your strategic plan can't always be the same. Um, I definitely think that you know my goal would be to not have to do so much. But when you build an empire, it's not easy and it's not done overnight. But it isn't also done alone. So I made up this little saying. You have to delegate to elevate. So you made that up. I made you that up. Coined it. That's awesome. Isn't that yeah, pretty cool? I like that. Nobody can take it from me. It's already hashtagged. Trademark. But I'm learning that for myself. I need to delegate in order to really elevate to the level that I want to get to. No, that is. Um, those are wise words and, and very, very true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can attest to that. That it's so important. It you is. Know. Well, I'm excited, you know, for everything that you have going on, the delegations that, that yes. I'm sure will, will take place, but also to have you uh, hosting podcasts and just... I know. I'm really excited, Tony. It's it's going to be amazing. And so on that, I want to thank you for, again, sharing your story and just being a part of this community. Love it. Thank you for having me and thanks for the opportunity. Thank you.